0: This is Fix It. I'm Deshaun.
1: And I'm Kevin. Today, we're fixing how we pick our politicians with Brett Hennig from the Sortition Foundation.
0: Brett is a jack-of-all-trades, if there ever was one. He's worked as a taxi driver, software engineer, math tutor, and now leads the Sortition Foundation. Before we dig into his current work, it's also worth pointing out that Brett authored a book titled The End of Politicians, Time for Real Democracy. On the personal side of things, he's the father to four boys and, amid all of this, has somehow also found the time to earn a PhD in astrophysics.
1: Well, if there was ever a time for real democracy, it's probably right now. We're recording this on November 6th, 2020, and here in the US, still have no clue who will actually be our president. So Brett, thank you for making our episode so timely.
2: pleasure good timing to invite me
1: yes well brett can you tell us a little bit more even though it may be abundantly obvious to our listeners about why our democracy and democracy in general needs a new approach to picking its officials i think
2: uh democracy is is quite broken Uh, i think the limited range of choice that's open in, in most democratic systems uh, means that uh, what people are voting for is, they're not actually voting for something, they're often voting against something. Um, I think the, the democracy is being captured by numerous vested interests that are distorting the, the policy preferences. I think the fact that, uh, for example, half of the US Congress is millionaires or more is obviously distorting what kind of policies come out of that.
0: I mean, this has been going on for, for years and years. So given that it's such a longstanding problem, Brett, could you just explicitly outline, what are the obstacles that have kept people from solving this, this issue in the past? Why don't we have a new way of picking our politicians yet?
2: Perhaps the, the best answer might be the, the historical context. Uh, when elections were first uh, imagined, uh, even when they were used in say ancient Athens, they were explicitly related with oligarchic devices. Uh, You can find quotes in Rousseau, in Montesquieu, in Aristotle saying, elections equal oligarchy, random selection equals democracy. Uh, In fact, in the time when uh, elections were first started, uh, the, the, the founding fathers of the US, so to speak, they looked at these writings of Montesquieu and they said, whoa, we don't want pure democracy, no way. They chose elections. And in fact, in almost all states in the US when elections first began, only property or slash rich white men could vote. They knew it was an aristocratic device. And okay, even though more and more people have won the vote, you know, women won won the vote in the 1920s, Uh, the Voting Rights Act in 1965, uh, you know, removed lots of barriers to African Americans, people of color voting. I think still the electoral system is essentially captured by the
1: elites. Brett, we've seen a lot of solutions proposed about how to fix this problem. I can think of Negative voting has been thrown out by some people. You mentioned that oftentimes people are motivated by who they don't want to vote for. So negative voting is basically that notion of say who you don't want first and just eliminate that person and then let's move on. We also have ideas of random selection in other parts of society when you think of jury duty. So what is your model that you think would be the most appropriate for getting to this idea of a real democracy?
2: Yeah, to to me, the ideal democracy is where a bunch of diverse people deliberate in an informed environment. Um, Deliberate meaning they try to come to some understanding of the moral crux of decisions. I think our our Congresses and our parliaments across the world, one, there's very little information, or if there is information it's being skewed or used in party political ways, and there's absolutely almost zero deliberation. Uh, It's all combative, it's winners and losers. It's not about trying to work out what would actually be the, the best solution. Uh, it's interesting you mentioned jury duty because the random selection idea, the, use, the, the idea of using random selection in politics is quite analogous to jury duty, uh, whereas jury duty is used in a legal frame and this group, this representative so-called representative group of people would come to an informed judgment about the legal case. In, for example, a citizens' assembly where you have a randomly selected, representative bunch of people, they would come to the informed judgment about the policy issue, about the political case. So, what, what's really important, I think, in the sort of comparison there is in theory, in a, in a jury of, say, 12 people, any 12 should come to the same decision. And this is the same idea with a citizens' assembly uh, or using sortition random selection. That group of, say, 100 people, which is what they're bringing together in Scotland in the Climate Assembly starting this weekend, should come to the same idea or proposal that any randomly selected 100 people should come to after having deliberated in an informed environment. Brett, right,
0: maybe to drill in a little more, what do you think one of these assemblies looks like in practice? And can you, can you discuss any places where it's been implemented successfully? So there's been hundreds of examples all across the
2: world of using citizens' assemblies. There are always, of course, issues with connecting the output of those assemblies to political power, um, because at the moment they've typically all been advisory. So if we ignore that admittedly very big uh, question about how to connect those to political power, um, the recent uh, more well known ones are the Irish Citizens' Assembly, a uh, randomly selected group of 99 people came together to talk about the constitutional ban on abortion. Uh, they're having a new Citizens' Assembly on gender issues. Another recent one, I mean, was uh, President Macron in France held a climate convention, 150 randomly selected people from all across France brought together over months and months to talk about how France should tackle the climate crisis. Scotland is bringing together um, over 100 people, as I said, starting off this weekend. Uh, That's going to be online because of COVID restrictions. Um, You bring these people together, you typically bring a broad spectrum of opinion to that assembly so they can get the expert uh, advice and opinions, but of course the experts have no say in the final decision making. Typically, we then split those people up into small groups to deliberate with a professional facilitator. who makes sure that everyone gets their say, that no one dominates, et cetera. At the end, they come together, they look at the proposals and they vote. Where else has it happened? It's happened in Germany. There've been lots in Australia. There's been a few in Canada, in Vancouver, in British Columbia, they had one on the electoral system there. There's been some in Ontario. There are groups in Oregon, Healthy Democracy, who use this model uh, of randomly selected bunches of people in the citizens initiative process. So once you get X number of signatures, they deliberate on the proposal before it goes to a referendum. Uh, and there's lots, there's hundreds of examples. There's a recent OECD study uh, listing like 300 examples from across the world.
1: So Brett, clearly this is a model that works, especially it sounds like once you have buy-in from perhaps a prominent official, if you think of Macron in France, who has that sort of establishment cachet, and then maybe picking a specific topic to narrow in on and to deep dive into, when you think about how residents from around the world have been able to make this happen if you were to give advice to a listener right now, who's saying, oh my gosh, I can fix our democracy. Finally, this is fantastic. What recommendations would you have for them about getting their own citizen assembly started?
2: Come and join the Sortition Foundation, of course. We're a member run organization. (laughs) We actually have a US chapter that is active and uh, is trying to build in there, also trying to set up um, a, a kind of independent US organization as well. And that activity would be to support people in their locality to approach their decision makers and say, hey, have you heard about citizens' assemblies? Is there Um, a a hot potato topic in your area that you haven't been able to make any advance on because of various vested interests pulling in different ways. These are like the perfect topics where there's, especially where there's not like a a specific yes, no answer, but there's various trade-offs in the different um, possible solutions. Because what it actually does is it sort of opens up that space for political change, whereas perhaps there wasn't before. I mean, this has been most obviously shown perhaps in ireland where they talked about the abortion constitutional ban on abortion you know they were stuck they could not move that debate because the catholic church on one side and uh, other groups on the other side and moving this to a citizens assembly opened that up so if someone could find if and i think every location probably has some issue that they've the the elected politicians have been trying to get traction on and haven't been able to and if you could convince that group to use a citizens assembly, they would then see through direct experience how amazing these tools are. And from there, we hope to build and build and, and then eventually institutionalize them, make them you know, uh, an uh, an everyday part of our democracy.
1: Awesome. Well, folks, I think you've heard it here. Let's all go find some hot potatoes, convince <laughs> our elected officials that they have no clue what they're doing and need some assistance from us the people so thank you brett for inspiring me and i'd like to thank all of our listeners
2: thank you thanks uh, for the time
0: listeners we appreciate you tuning in and be sure to let us know if you're fixing any interesting problems in your community tweet at us at fix underscore cast and use hashtag fixer and please spread the word about the podcast and leave us a five-star review if you feel generous see you next time fixers